and knowing that even though this is going to be a really shitty hard decision, I cannot go my whole life questioning this part of me. Wait, should we record this? Wait, should we record this? Blessings and blessings, beautiful <laughs> beings. Thanks for tuning back in to Wait, Should We Record This? Yay. Um, Today's episode, we are going to be talking about identity and its multiple facets. Chloe is with me today. Hello. And we have a super special guest star, (gasps) Haley. Haley. Haley is a dear friend to both Chloe and I. Yes. Um, we all go way back, especially Chloe and Haley. They've been friends Indeed. for like since childhood. And Haley and I became friends in high school and we're all good friends now. Hooray. Haley, yeah. how are you? I truthfully am exhausted, as you guys both know. You're in um, good company. But I yeah, I think we're all kind of hitting a little bit of a wall, but I'm excited to be here and be recording with you guys on this super awesome podcast and i'm excited that you guys started it yeah honored to have you on. and you're the very first guest which is an honor that nobody else will ever have so thank you for being here we're excited yes yes <laughs> so Haley, before we dive into this topic tell all of our listeners a little mm-hmm. bit about you give the oh people what they want give the people what they want um so I am currently living in Santa Barbara. Um, I'm yes, yes, yes. Uh, I uh, moved back about four years ago after going to college at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. Um, I lived in Oregon for a year, um, finishing up uh, my credential essentially, and then I moved credential back to Santa Barbara. Credential for what? my uh, registered dietetic Ooh. credential. So I'm Ooh. a registered dietitian. Um, I work at our hospital here in Santa Barbara, uh, Cottage Health, and I work mostly in patient food service right now. Um, so that's what I do uh, for my profession. Um, but what else about me? Uh, I What I like to do when I'm not working, and I work a lot, <laughs> um, I just started doing this um, really epic outrigger paddling very cool deal, which is super fun um uh my good friend alana and her wife Polina um got me and uh one of our other friends into it and this is our first year doing it and it is like it's so fun it is everything <laughs> that i want to be doing outside of work it's social time it's working out it's out in nature it's uh totally something that i would never do if it weren't for Alana and Kalina. So, uh, super fun. Um, I also have a lovely dog named Pepper (gasps) who's keeping me company while we're recording this. And yeah, that's a little bit about where I am right now. The cut and dry version. Anything else you're welcome to ask. (laughs) Amazing. I I'll add, I think that you are one of my if not the like longest standing friend that I am still close with in adulthood, which is pretty cool. But yeah, yeah, we, we were like kind of a forced friendship to begin with by convenience. (laughs) You, okay. Let me just say too, you always tell the story and I don't disagree. Remember? No, I don't disagree, but why don't you tell the people? Let's hear it. The people need to know. This will go conveniently with last week when I explained my, core memory friendship with Sydney and Sydney also had no recollection so maybe I'm just making shit up yeah. I swear so or maybe I, you have a really good memory and our memories are just though. shit I think I just have a weirdly selective memory I'm not really sure but well, um, remember the things that count yeah I um, remember meeting Haley because <laughs> no well, do you guys remember your friendship no, I don't remember being okay. Sydney, but go ahead. Okay, we've okay. cut you off like five times. No, ahead, it's fine. On. It's fine. It's all important. The whole triangle is very important. But I will, after you give the recap <laughs> of Haley, I will give my two cents on how I know Haley. So I won't cut you off okay. anymore. Please continue. Oh, you're good. Um, okay. I remember because I played like youth softball 
And I remember that there was this girl named Haley who was transferring from baseball. So like immediately a badass, immediately intimidating. She was like the stud. Everyone was like, oh God, this girl's so good. Like what the fuck? And then we also happened to live on like back-to-back cul-de-sacs. So like we were neighbors and we went to the same junior high school. And I think we started, I think you started playing softball like while we were still in elementary school, but I don't think we became friends until junior high. And our parents, I think, were like, oh, sports parents. They're going to the same school. Let's carpool. And so we started carpooling together. And then we would come home after school and we'd go to Haley's house because, like, my parents were still working or whatever. Like, I, my, I guess they didn't want me to be home alone. So I'd go to Haley's house and we'd do, like, snacks and homework time. And Haley's mom is, like, the snack queen. And she would always have, like, a beautiful array of, like, delicious healthy snacks for us but like Haley and I would sit across from the table for each other like so awkward like we didn't really know each other and like we weren't really friends just because we like hang out with this yeah like it was to me it seemed like it started as like it was convenient to put us together and then we just became really like we were fast friends for sure but we became friends because we were literally forced to like hang out every afternoon and then I feel like we we done at, at that point like super bonded and then it was like we always carpooled and we had our little like waves to each other when we'd see each other and like we'd carpool and had like silly little carpool games and like then it the friendship took off but that's how I remember it starting do you have a different memory really <laughs> no I mean I remember the exact same stuff and I <laughs> I just think it's so funny because I think when we think back to when all of us were, you know, 12 years old, 13 yeah. years old, like the That's most so painfully young. awkward That's years. so young too. So young. And <laughs> I feel like those are just the most painfully awkward years that looking back, oh my gosh. But as you're going through it, it's like, oh no, this is just how it is. And so I do remember yeah. like sitting across from you, Chloe, and you were always, um, uh, better at math than I was and (laughs) and so I would we'd all be doing like the same homework eating the same stupid apple wedges (laughs) I I was like thinking of apples that's what I was visualizing cheese and crackers yeah all of it yeah (laughs) like the the early 2k charcuterie yeah a 12 year old charcuterie plate absolutely um and (laughs) that my mom who's like the most team moms of mm-hmm. team moms big team um, mom energy big team mom energy not teen mom to be team. clear team <laughs> as team. in she was as like yeah. orange slices orange. at halftime team mom absolutely mom, um, mm-hmm. pb and j sandwiches that she would cut in quarters chicken and... stuff never forget oh my gosh not everyone's privileged to the chicken stuff memory but We'll put uh, Peterson's. Uh, we'll drop the that. drop the link in, in the, the show notes. Episode <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I just remember that, <laughs> and then we'd be doing the same math homework, and me being so awkward and like not knowing how to talk to you, and just being like, "So, what did you get for number two? <laughs> I need help." <laughs> like, hey, how, how about these apples? Um, <laughs> I'll trade you snacks for your homework answers. <laughs> Uh, oh that's funny so yes i i would agree with that um memory unfortunately that's or fortunately funny. but then we became fast friends because yeah. uh pretty soon after that we went to washington dc together um oh, yeah. we, on a family trip and i got to invite a friend and i picked chloe i got to plus one it on a family trip <laughs> hell yeah wow. and, uh, that I was knew. a pretty it was it was i swooped in um and yeah the rest is kind of history Oh, what a beautiful forced friendship. I think of it fondly. Like, I think it's hilarious. I don't think think it's hilarious. The awkwardness didn't last that long. I just very clearly remember it. But yeah, after (laughs) that, it was like, like, it was by convenience at first, but then turned into a genuine friendship. And we're like, oh, actually, like, she's super cool. We have a lot in common. We get along great. Boom. Best friend lives across the street. Ideal. Awesome. So yeah, that's great. How did you meet City? City. That's your couple name. Down the street from your besties. Yeah. 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 It's kind of the best way to do it. Yeah, that really is. Like nothing is more joyous than like walking out your front door and like arriving at the door of your best friend's house within like two minutes. 
pretty sweet. I agree. It's like college. Yeah. Yeah. Haley, how did we meet? I don't even, honestly, this sounds bad and maybe you have a specific memory, but like, (laughs) I don't really remember. Like I just, we were in similar circles in high school. Like Mm -hmm. we had similar friends. So like we both kind of knew of each other and would always be within like the same vicinity, but I don't have a core of like, this is when me and Haley clicked. Even like we took a huge senior trip for graduation at the end of high school. We went to Bass Lake. It was Haley and I and like 15 other girls, something like so ridiculous. And so I feel like maybe that was like when we had more like core time interaction, but even that like doesn't super stand out in my head. I almost feel like it was like after and then like I even went to go visit you at Cal Poly a couple times but it wasn't so much you it was more so we had other friends that were in our friend group that I was closer with that I would visit and so then we would all hang out I think it was honestly like even after college and like I had moved back home you were back home in Santa Barbara too and that's really when it took off so we had this like long standing of like we have similar friends we've known each other we have a history, but like we didn't have a strong core, like individual friendship, honestly, for like a year. It took a while. It took time. Yeah, no, I would totally agree with that. I mean, just running in the same circles. And then I think it was when uh, you moved back, Sid, and Chloe was like, hey, just so you know, Sydney moved back, like be friends again. And we went to M Special, I think, in Goleta, and we talked for like three hours without missing a beat. And it was like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We just vibed right away. We just vibed right away, yeah. Um, And yeah, I I don't really, I don't have a specific memory. And even you saying that you visited in college and stuff, I'm like, I don't really remember. (laughs) I have one super specific memory about you. One time when I went to visit, and you know, you were like on your track to become an RD and you were making your yogurt. And I just remember <laughs> being so impressed and also a little weirded out that I was like, why are we allowed to cuss on this? Anyway, why the yeah. fuck is this girl making yogurt when you could just like go buy yogurt? Like who has time to freaking make oh, like homemade yogurt? I think yes, homemade, homemade yogurt. Like homemade. she would make yogurt from Damn. scratch. Like, I don't even know how you make yogurt, you, but yeah, I just remember is yogurt. Like she cream? would give like she was know. giving us a tour of her place and like on this tour she opened her fridge and she's so like off. and here's my homemade yogurt and I was like that's cool that's also kind of weird like that seems like a waste of time <laughs> but like it also was very fitting for Haley who had like this huge interest in food and I mean that's a whole other topic but um right. that is a core memory I have early that's on so of funny. you well and I feel like that honestly is even a good segue to just like that version of me versus now versus how it kind of, you know, was part of my path to becoming a dietitian. Um, I mean, that's so funny because one, I don't make yogurt anymore for the record. Um, uh, but that was at a time all throughout college and, um, and high school, of course, uh, really, uh, uh, what started freshman year of high school was super disordered eating. Um, I was what I would now call orthorexic um, throughout high school and college. I'll give you a definition. Um, So thank you. I was going to for the for the listeners. Yes. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for Chloe, uh, orthorexia is is essentially um, it's not necessarily a restriction on quantity of food, but it's a restriction on types of food that you are deeming quote unquote healthy enough, Mm. um, for you. Uh, so I, uh, you know, stopped eating lots of types of foods that I didn't think were quote unquote healthy, which at this point in just my life, I luckily am no longer, um, having to, to deal with that or struggle with that, which is a huge, huge blessing. Um, and also has taken a lot of work to get to this point. Um, but for example, that yogurt making was one way that I kind of controlled the types of foods that I was allowing myself to eat. Um, so it's just interesting to, you know, seeing how 
in college and throughout high school, like part of my identity and all of you guys, all of my friends from home and in school and everything, they knew me as being super, super quote unquote healthy Mm -hmm. and uh, really active and kind of had my shit together. And it was all a sense of control. I mean, that's really, that's really what it, what it was, is just trying to control everything that I could. Um, So that, that's, that's definitely a big part of that. And kind of an interesting memory, Sid, because yes, of course, like I know that I made yogurt, but I didn't know that you knew that I made yogurt. Yeah. It's just kind of funny. And it's memorable because it's like, yeah, who the fuck? (laughs) Who the fuck? Well, it's interesting too, because I mean, like we knew each other, but I wouldn't say I was super close with you. Not like I am now. And like, if I think back to you in high school and my like recollection and memory of you and impressions of you, it was kind of like, you were like this health nut and almost like the gold star, which now I know, like there were a lot of like problems within that. But as an outsider looking in, I was like, yeah, Haley's got her shit together. She's so healthy. Like she's this like amazing cross country runner. Like she does all these hikes and runs and it eats so healthy. And like, she's so active, like she's got it together. She's got her path. And since I've come to know you better now, know like there was a lot of turmoil even within that facet of you, but someone who wasn't close to you in high school on the outside, it just seemed like, yeah, Haley's like this super healthy on top of it person. Yeah. And it's also ironic too, because senior year of high school doing cross country, like I got a stress fracture during a race. Like I was the, the epitome of what's called the female female athlete triad where I stopped getting my period. I got stress fractures and, uh, what's the other thing in the triad? I'm forgetting, of course, what it is right now, but I was just over exercising and under eating. And it was sure. Yeah. That looks healthy from the outsider's perspective, but oh my gosh, it's so crazy to me now, like thinking back to how I was thinking at that time and how much energy was going into thinking about food and nutrition, thinking about exercise, thinking about all of these things that now at this point, and I mean, we're all 26, 27, and uh, luckily, you know, 10 years out from that. And it is crazy to me how now fueling myself properly, working out far less than I ever have in my life before. I am so much more healthy overall now than I ever was back then. And just the mental space that I have now where I can hold friendship so much closer and, and I'm able to just find more, just like, it sounds so basic, but like simple joy and simple pleasure in just your day when you're not stressed about uh your food it's it's just a huge different change of mindset I think it's also interesting too like in looking back and I think that's kind of what we were wanting to talk about today too so that story and the segue is perfect but of like looking back at different versions of yourself and I think it's crazy to kind of take inventory of like even from the very beginning even from like childhood as far back as you can remember and like seeing almost these like periods of time and they're bookmarked by like yeah your habits and like your appearance and your style and your hobbies and your whatever but I think it's it's interesting to like look back to on versions of yourself that like don't necessarily align with you anymore Mm -hmm. and it's not like you dislike them but like maybe they weren't you know the the most favorable version of yourself or something but I think like I can hear it when you talk about it too like I feel like when you can find compassion for the past version of yourself because like there's definitely versions of me too and I think about it even in the context of our friendship Haley like there's versions of me within our friendship where like I was a real fucking asshole to you and like that's not fair and I'm not proud of that but like trying to connect with that version and be like that was still me and I am still her and like, it's okay. And like kind of finding 
just compassion for that version of yourself, I think makes it a little bit easier to kind of get through. But I don't know. I feel like it's so interesting to like look back and see kind of how there's like, it's so cheesy, but like chapters of like who you've been in the past and how that kind of leads up to like whoever your current self is. Totally. Totally. And just the growth and evolution. Like it's really cool to see how far you've come Haley and to see your change in mindset and your change in perspective and to you going from having this like really unhealthy relationship and maybe even picking this career for like an unhealthy reason to now having like formed such a healthy relationship with food and being able to then like pass that along and you know that's something like so many people struggled with disordering myself included I mean Fortunately, I would say I've done a lot of work in and better too, but growing up in the dance world in high school around the same time as you were going through it, I was too. And it was a different experience and a different journey, but a struggle and unhealthy relationship with my body and food, no less. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's kind of funny talking about it now too, because it's not something that I think about all the time. And yeah. if anything, like my career, I wanted to become a, a, a dietitian so that I could kind of learn how to be healthier, just progressively healthier. And it's kind of ironic that I went into it for that reason. I was so deep into it for, you know, hard reasons of, again, being restrictive and all of that. Um, but now being what I'll say, mostly on the other side of that, it's kind of full circle. It's like, okay, now as a dietitian, it's like, wait, food and nutrition, like the easiest, the easiest thing to do is to have like a very, very quote unquote normal with nutrition or normal relationship with, with nutrition. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, I could spend so much time talking about this too, and just like my how my philosophy on food has changed and like nutrition and health and mental health and physical health and all of that um uh but i yeah it's interesting because everybody has a relationship with food and their bodies and it's one of the very few universal things that everybody in the world experiences they have to have some sort of relationship with food and nourishment so it's at least relatable on that front for sure Definitely. Um, I kind of want to share another core memory I have, not of you, but in relation to you that also segues into different identities you've had throughout your life. Um, but senior uh -oh. year of high school, <laughs> during our graduation, we had to sit alphabetically. And I was sitting next to what was at the time Haley's boyfriend in high school and remember being like this is so awkward like I don't know this kid at all we've been in high school together for four years and this is probably the first time I'm having a conversation with him and the only thing I could think to talk about was you because I was like this is like the only thing I know about him is that he's dating my friend and that's like the only common ground I was able to find I was just like I'm gonna be stuck here for like the next three hours or so I don't want to just sit in silence and obviously was like bummed I didn't get to be sitting with friends you know but I was like well might as well try to find something to talk about let's talk about Haley <laughs> so this is the first time you've ever told me this by the way <laughs> look at all these new things coming up oh <laughs> uh, that's funny um yeah uh I mean that was obviously a big part of uh the end of high school for me as well um dating my ex uh, who later became my fiance. And um, I guess, I mean, speaking about identity, of course, the main thing that was also tied to my eating disorder was uh, very much questioning my um, sexuality and uh, you know, having lots of conflicting feelings and really not having many role models of queer people uh, in my life. And I was always aware that um, I wasn't straight, uh, 
but it just made sense to, you know, continue to date men. And that was just what I was used to. Um, so, I mean, the history lesson of my relationships uh, has been uh, interesting, but the short story, of course, is that I dated my high school sweetheart and we got engaged um, after five years and we did long distance all throughout college. Um, and we ended up breaking up um, when I was living in Oregon and he was still finishing up um, his undergrad uh, uh, still in California. And uh, we broke up because essentially I was questioning my sexuality and really wanting to uh, be what my life would be like uh, not being with him, unfortunately, although he was absolutely great. And I, I felt like I came to the point like in myself where I didn't want to look back on my life and have this huge crazy regret of never having explored like my sexuality which I kind of hate that phrase too like exploring <laughs> your sexuality but at the same time like that's what I needed to do and you know I had been with this awesome amazing guy for a lot of formative years you know when you're 17 and you start dating until you're 23 like a lot happens in that time and I feel like he was such an awesome partner to me and, and who I needed to be with at that time. But then as I became, you know, more in tune with myself, like that was also a huge crux of my struggle. Um, in addition to food and looking back to, it's like, there's so much overlap between, okay, food was one thing that I could control as well, because all of these crazy feelings of like wanting to be with a girl was something that was so unfamiliar to me and okay yeah let's control things with food and okay. so it just that that overlap is also something that um I've kind of pieced together not something at all that I could pinpoint at the time but looking back again too now that I'm like very out and uh queer and sometimes I call myself gay sometimes I say I'm lesbian sometimes <laughs> I just say that I'm gay as fuck. who knows honestly happy who knows pride happy like, pride who needs a label but all I know is that um I am so again just the mental space and like comfortability with myself that I have now compared to again those like previous chapters or previous like versions of me leaps and bounds different and I'm actually at a point where it's like oh yeah no I love myself that's cool that's Yay. pretty cool that's amazing mm -hmm. I also think mm -hmm. it's so interesting something you said was you know you could use your disordered eating as a way to control things when all these other parts of you were kind of spinning out of control and had no outlet that you're like this is one thing that I can do right which is quite an interesting correlation yeah. yeah. I also love that like your story is such a good example. I think it's so relatable too, but like when you look back, like obviously you notice a lot of differences from like past versions of you to new versions. And I think like, it's also important, especially in the story that you're telling to like not underestimate like how fucking terrifying that is to like let go of some of those aspects of your identity, whether they're like your own identity or like the identity that you have built that now other people perceive you as and yeah. like trying to change that can be really scary and I feel like that is common when like you leave relationships when you leave jobs when you leave locations when you you know come out like whatever changes that are kind of you know changing your presentation or your identity or whatever it's really scary but I think it's yeah. also like once you're on the other side it can be so exciting and like you're saying like alleviates all of this anxiety because yeah. you're just being a little bit more or a lot more genuine with yourself and I feel like when you don't have to like consciously think about how am I presenting myself or how do I have to be like it's kind of the same thing as like lying like if you start lying and you start telling lies like then you have to keep track of all the lies and it's really fucking complicated and stressful and when it's you can so show harder. up as who you are all the time in every circle like obviously and that's something else I want to talk about is like 
different presentations of yourself in different circles, I think is interesting. But when you can show up as like a predominantly genuine version, it's so much fucking easier. And it's like kind of cool that you're not the same and that you continue to evolve. I think like sometimes I feel the pressure to be like, oh, well, like this is me. Like that's who I am. And like, I can't do that because that's not me. Like I had a lot of issues like leaving my old job and like things like that of like oh this isn't what I do like this isn't what like the person and the identity that I've like lived by that's not how we operate but it's also like it's okay if that shit changes like it should change you shouldn't be the same person forever and I think you can change without like your morals and your values changing Land, I think so much of it too is like you know your authentic self and like who you are at your core And so much of it is just keeping up with what are the perceptions other people need to have of me. And I need to protect these perceptions of other people in order to preserve these relationships or whatever it is. But it's like, well, if this is going to hurt the relationship, if I'm being my authentic self, is this a relationship worth maintaining or having? And obviously like, that's not that simple, like, you know, coming out, that's not something I can relate to, but I like, having family that's like not accepting or friends it's like that obviously is a huge loss and you need a support system with that so I mean it's not cut and dry like that but um yeah well and and I would agree with all of that and going back to one thing that Chloe was saying like the the terror that I had in coming out was the I was so terrified of other people's perceptions and I was so scared because I didn't have a community Mm. and I didn't have that example in my life of somebody who was queer who just was you know they just were they just were queer and I think what's so important now and what I am like really, really interested in and really um, happy that I have found is that like queer space and queer community in my current friend group um, in Santa Barbara in particular, like I mentioned, Alana and Kalina, um, uh, they just got married this last year and they're awesome. And they have been, you know, like such a, even just a, a role model to, me and just this is we're just coming as we are and we happen to be queer (laughs) and I think that when I was struggling so much with coming to terms with that for myself one I was in a very serious long distance long-term relationship with again my high school sweetheart (laughs) and it just wasn't it just wasn't even a thought necessarily of something that I could pursue because the relationship that I had with him checked all of the boxes. It totally checked all the boxes. And, and to be quite transparent as well, it is for better or worse, something that I compare all of my other relationships to um, and have compared it to since uh, because it was that actually solid of a relationship. But that even made it harder (laughs) yeah. because I was struggling so much internally with, okay, yes, I, I am (laughs) dreaming about women and I have so much desire to want to figure out what the heck I am feeling about all of this. Um, but dot, 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 I'm with him and it's so good. So why would I fuck it up? Um, and so it took me five years (laughs) to essentially, you know, kind of come to terms with that. And again, I think what really got me to the point of finally um, being, of finally being open and being out and breaking off the relationship, it really was that sense of, I want to be so proud of myself looking back and knowing that even though this is going to be a really shitty, hard decision, I cannot go my whole life with questioning this part of me that was my biggest motivation and are you proud of yourself 
holy shit yeah <laughs> yeah I mean it's taken a while I mean we gosh that relationship ended four and a half years ago um and I've had a couple other relationships um with women in the meantime <laughs> not in the meantime but since then um and I will say, I mean, now at this point, this is the most comfortable, confident I've ever been just in myself. And I like in any situation as well. And part of me thinks, and maybe you guys will think this too, but uh, just as we're getting older, I think we're all kind of settling into ourselves, regardless if it's with your sexuality or your maybe your careers but also we're all kind of like on different pages with that um but just like in all of these different aspects I feel like where I'm at now I am very much like settling into regardless of the situation regardless of who I'm with this is me but it kind of goes back to what Chloe was saying and what you wanted to to also bring up is even though you can be so confident in yourself in any situation, how do you bring your true authentic self into other situations where maybe that full expression of you is not safe or you do have to present in other ways. So I think that that is also an interesting thing to think about. Yeah. I also think like before we segue into that, I wanted to go back to something you said of like, and, and what Sydney was kind of prompting you is like looking back and like making past versions of yourself proud. Like, I think that's such a like simple, but like really heartfelt way to like live your life is like making that little you proud of you. And when you can kind of pause and look back and imagine yourself from that person's point of view and looking at yourself now, I feel like it's good for perspective too. When you're feeling like things are you know, stressful, you're at a crossroads, you don't know what's going on. But looking back at even like myself one year ago, or myself when I was in high school, or as far back as you can go. And what would that little person be looking up at you like, and trying to have like that kind of love and respect for yourself? Like I had a weird um, thing that happened to me a couple weeks ago, when I like came across these home videos that I didn't know existed. And they were of me when I was six months old and obviously I was like not a very like fully formed human and I have no memory of that time but like just physically seeing like a tiny human version of myself was a lot more emotional than I thought it would be and it had me thinking a lot of like I just want to protect that little baby because that's me and like I haven't really dove into like inner child work or things like that something I would be interested in doing but it's just crazy to think about like live your life like defending you and younger versions of you and make them proud but also like protect them and sympathize with them because there's so many parts of you that were going through challenges that now you have no problem overcoming or now you've had time to process and you can get past them but like that kind of self-comfort is such an interesting like way to think about things but I love that you said that Haley of like you're you're proud and you also have like fought on behalf of past versions of yourself to become like somebody that you know feels a lot better than you know the baby versions may have felt yeah no absolutely and and it's also kind of funny because yes it can be the the past version of you from high school or five years ago or whatever it is but even like in the little day-to-day things where I'm like hmm should I have a couple beers tonight or should, you know, tomorrow's Haley, what, would, would they re- regret that? So I feel like, and maybe this is just like too meta <laughs> a bit, but I, I think that that's how I tend to function best is I'm always trying to either make, and maybe this is, oh, I should bring this up with my therapist, but uh, <laughs> it's either like trying to make my future self like in a better spot I guess, is more of the underlying message too, where yes, I want to set my future self up for success. Yeah. Not always. Don't get me wrong. I self-sabotage all the freaking time, but especially for the big things and especially for, again, like doing the work, coming out, 
coming out to myself, coming out to my friends and family, all of that, like that was with the intention of not being as miserable as I was. And yeah, I guess setting my future self up for success, whether or not that's looking back and being like, yeah, I'm going to make you proud. And I am. So to answer your question, yes, Sid, I am. I You're am proud. Happy Pride Month, y'all. Happy Pride Month. <laughs> You've done the work and are still currently doing the work. And as someone that's known you through different walks of life, it has been really cool to see this evolution of Haley and how far you've come and how much you've grown. And it's true. Like you've really come into your skin. And as your friend, that's been like such a sweet, awesome thing to witness. And so I'm so glad you're proud of you. And I'm freaking proud of you too, dude. (laughs) Thanks. I am. I'm going to start crying. (laughs) I think it's also interesting too. Like, uh, I think Sydney, you were saying that like, you know, you always know like the most authentic version of yourself. And I think that's true in some cases, at least for me though, I feel like it's not always the case. Like, I feel like sometimes you just live life and like things start happening and like your more authentic self kind of starts unfolding. Mm-hmm. And I think it's related to, to what, uh, what Haley was saying about like who, what environments you are and who you're around. And I think for me, I was talking about this with Haley because we were talking about Pride Month, but for me, like I identified as a straight person for pretty much my whole life. And it wasn't until, and I had been surrounded by like queer people and it was like, I grew up around queer adults and it was very normalized. And I just thought everybody was a little bit gay, like, but you could be straight while still being a little bit gay. (laughs) You've said that. You've said that exact phrase to me multiple times. Like literally since I was young, I'm like, oh, everyone's got a little fruity in them. Like, that's just like the standard. That's like the default. And it wasn't until like, pretty much during the pandemic when I feel like there's a lot of introspection but also kind of to Haley's point too of like who you're around and the community you're with like I spent outside of like my small housemate bubble like most of my time was spent in like community organizing groups where it was like a lot of very radically queer young people and then I was like, oh, everyone's gay, but I'm straight. Like, you know, we're all a little bit gay. And they're like, mm, no, that's not really how it goes. <laughs> and I feel like it's funny to have like more authentic versions of yourself get pulled out when it wasn't like I was, you know, 10 years old, like I'm gay. Like I'm going to be gay one day. Like that wasn't really the thing, <laughs> but it's kind of funny to see how you live your life and you just keep like almost like finding out who you are through your actions and your experiences and your relationships with people and I also Mm -hmm. think like it's really exciting looking to the future and like I don't know about you guys but I find it really hard to like imagine myself as an old person and like I can't I don't know what I would be like like I don't know what I'd be like as a middle-aged person or as an old person and I don't know if you're supposed to know that but I think it's exciting to like look forward and be like I will continue to be in pursuit of a more authentic version of myself, but I don't Ooh. know what that looks like. And it's really Ooh, exciting girl. to like be continuously moving forward towards that. And it's like exciting Ooh. to look forward and be like, oh, who am I going to be in five years? Who am I going to be next month? Like, I don't know, but it's kind of cool when you can try to like commit to yourself to like continuously make space for changes. And like, if things change, that's okay. As long as it like sits right by you. But I also yes. think to Haley's point too, I wanted to acknowledge again, like your authentic self, especially in the sense of like sexual identity or like gender identity is not always safe everywhere. So you can't always like right. show up in your true authentic self, unfortunately for safety reasons. But like, if you can pursue that with your community and your people, like it's super fun. Like you just see what happens yeah. and see who you turn into. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Totally. No. And- oh my gosh. <laughs> Go ahead, Sid. Well, these evolutions too don't have to be these like massive, like earth shattering things. Like if you can get there, awesome. But I think even if you just like wake up every day being like, I'm going to be a slightly better version of myself than I was yesterday. Like that is still growth. Like you can have tiny milestones and tiny goals too, which are also like amazing. And those compile up and eventually five years go by and you're like, holy shit, look how far I've come. Like this work doesn't happen 
overnight. And as you can tell, like, you know, Haley's journey, this was not an overnight process. This was long (laughs) and painful and had lots of twists and turns, but it has been such a beautiful journey, you know? Yeah. What's the, uh, what's the song from Frozen 2 that Anna sings, which is so sad, but when everybody dies or she thinks that everybody dies and there, she starts singing this song. That's like, like just it's the next best thing like it's the you just have to make the next right choice like that's all that you can do sometimes and like Sid was saying like yeah eventually time passes and here you are after making all of these you know choices that are right by you and you know it's not linear god it's not linear but how life would be so easy if it was linear be so boring though it would be it'd be so boring (laughs) uh it's true it's true i think it's fun too where it's like at least for me like i feel like i try to let myself like stray this sounds so stupid but like stray from like the brand that you've created and i feel like that also for me has helped like explore different identities of like it doesn't even have to be like, oh, I'm going to be doing all of these like really dramatic introspective like practices and life changes, but it can be like, oh, I'm going to like take a chance and like wear this funky outfit or like, oh, I'm going to go like do this weird, like whatever dance class or like, you know, whatever it could be. And just being like, it's okay if it doesn't match like who I thought I was be supposed to be or who other people perceive me as or whatever, like let yourself try new things and like you might not like it like you might hate it yeah, and you run do back test to your runs. comfort zone that's fine you can do test runs and be like uh yeah no actually this yeah. isn't for me or a test yeah. run and be like oh I didn't think I would like this but I actually do and yeah yeah I think that that also really hits home for me because one of my biggest things that I have struggled with regardless again if it was my my sexuality or what is just other people's perceptions of yeah. me and I think that that was definitely like a childhood thing that my parents, you know, ingrained in me um, just because of their careers. And just, you know, growing up in Santa Barbara, as you guys know, it's, it's a small community. Everybody knows everybody. You can hardly uh, go to Trader Joe's without running into somebody that you know. And so even just that perception of like, if you wear your pajamas to (laughs) Trader Joe's, and you see your boss or Mm. you see your whoever it is somebody that's important or somebody that knows you from a different context I think that that is something that I struggle with a bit um and just feeling the need to present myself in a quote-unquote presentable way in a way that people kind of expect me to be and again having that having my shit together Mm. and being healthy and all of that and again growing up in Santa Barbara so many of our friends parents still live here or friends move back and they all have this version of me of you you know from when you were 16 and I think it would be crazy for anybody to think that okay yeah I knew 16 year old you and man you haven't changed a bit that would be offensive if somebody said that to me But at the same time, there is some sort of level in my brain where that flip needs to be switched of, you know, you, you know me, you know, my parents, you know, my family, you know, generally my story, if you grew up in Santa Barbara. And I think that there is that perception piece that can come to that where even, even now, um, you know, again, bringing up Pride Month, like posting something on my story that is uh, from like a queer artist or something. Um, I totally hesitated. And it's just funny to me that I have been out in varying degrees for the last four years and back in Santa Barbara for the last four years. And I still feel like I have to censor myself a bit in some of the things that I present or that I say, which is also so freaking nice now that I have my really close friends who are also queer here, because when we're all together, it's such a safe space where we're able to, again, bring even more authenticity to the table and just fully be ourselves. And I totally noticed myself censoring and 
being aware, being conscious of how I am presenting, if it's on social media or if it's in, in, in Santa Barbara. I feel like social media is like a whole other rat hole to go down to of like perceptions, but I think it's also interesting too. Like, I mean, I definitely have to acknowledge, like, I still have those ideas of people from high school too. And I feel like the only way to break it is to like have conversations with them and get to know them. Like I've had similar cases, like I don't live in Santa Barbara anymore, but times when I've been back in Santa Barbara and seen somebody that I haven't seen from high school and they're like super friendly and all of a sudden we're like BFFs and I'm like we were not friends in high school interesting but I think like yeah making space for like okay and they can change too like you you forget that they've also had 10 years of like life and experience and challenges and development and whatever but yeah I think it's you can't really fault people for kind of holding a time capsule of your identity to them because I well, do the same, we all do the same. If that was their last memory of you, yeah, the last totally. time they saw you was 10 totally. years ago, that's what's going to be what sticks. But I do think it's so interesting, Haley, something you said is how you present yourself around different people and how different versions of you can be amplified mm-hmm. or have to be masked depending on who you're around. And I totally find that with myself too. Like with my school friends, we're all studying this ancient wisdom and I find myself being like so much more esoteric with them than I am with you know other groups of friends that I have and I'm not having like dumb myself down or dull myself but it's just like there are different hats and different versions of myself that I can be amongst different people and Haley I think yeah you're a really good example of that especially yeah yeah and I want to be clear though because even though you might have to present in different groups uh, kind of a different version of yourself. I think what we have all gotten to the point of being comfortable with is even though we have to present differently, we are still at our core ourselves and we're all still comfortable. I think the, the shift or the change that I've experienced for myself is previously I would completely shut down the queer part of me for, as an example, Um, I wouldn't even bring that up or feel safe to bring it up to myself, let alone to people that I was around. And so I think what you're saying too, Sid, like if you're wanting to talk about, uh, you know, acupuncture stuff or Eastern medicine, you know, there are certain people that you can bring that to with more of an open mind And if you can't do that with some people, you still have that as kind of your core. So it, you know, not changing yourself in those situations, but changing the information that you're presenting in those situations. Well, and just knowing like humans are dynamic and we all wear such different hats and there's no one version of yourself. Like, I think you have multiple selves, you know, like, you know. I'm going to act one way when I'm at school or when I'm at work versus when I'm around a loved one versus, I mean, I'm not a parent, but like, I'm sure if you have a parent that's a CEO of a company and then comes home to their child, like they're going to present more masculine and then more nurturing when they're with their child. Like we are dynamic and can flow and ebb depending on what our environment is and who we're surrounded by. But to your point, Haley, I think it's so true of you can still be you at your core and things might get dimmed or amplified depending on the setting, but not having to shut down who you are yeah. because of that is a yeah. key thing. Well, and, and my example of that as well is just what you said, Sid, it's be- me being at work. So I'm a supervisor at the hospital and when I am on the clock, I am overseeing up to 30 people and they all have different roles and see me as being in a leadership role. And I have to be their superior, even though I am just as old, if not younger than a lot of the people that I supervise. And I find myself that as soon as I am around my actual friends at work, I fall into more me. I fall into more natural Haley. And it's, I have, (laughs) this is, kind of funny but I have again that perception of how is my I'll say subordinate 
viewing me talking to my friend at work versus me being their supervisor and even just having that cognition of like oh this is interesting I even at this one setting I am being my true authentic self with my friend at work versus okay now I have to go back to supervisor mode versus okay who here am I able to safely say and talk about you know this date that I went on with this girl last night you know it's 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 an interesting dynamic of again being in the workplace too so I went to I went to a wedding last week and I was thinking about that like in a wedding where it's like friend I mean hopefully everyone (laughs) there is like already close enough to you that you can just be yourself but like thinking about like patches of friends from different sectors of your life all shoved in the same room all paying full attention to you in a very performative (laughs) manner like doing your thing must be like exhausting and just like people being like what the heck that's not right like and then you're doing this for another person for me I was watching my college coach and she was like now I'm seeing her in love and now I'm seeing her with her family and now I'm seeing with her other friends and her coworkers and her whatever. And I'm like, this is crazy. But like, I don't know. I feel like one other thing we were kind of talking about, I don't know if it was last week, but I feel like I've talked about this with Haley too, is like, how do you even know the authentic version of yourself? And I feel like for me, like I would consider myself somebody with a strong sense of self. Like I would describe myself that way, but at the same time, like, I don't fucking know because a different part of me comes out all the time. And that there's also a different part of me that exists when I am alone and when I'm just with myself. And it's crazy to think that nobody will ever know that. Nobody will ever know like your own perception of you yeah. and it will never match what other people's perception, even your partner, even your family, even like the closest person in the world We'll never yeah. see you the way you see yourself. I think it's fascinating and also like really weird. Well, well here's one the- of the things that I tell myself too is the only person guaranteed to be with you for your whole life is yourself. Yes. And true. so you better make make peace yes. with that and be your own best friend. Absolutely. There's also a quote that I heard that was like, you should be disappointing everybody else before you disappoint yourself. And it's like, you got to stand right by you first and like, you can't be responsible for other people's like perception or whatever like don't disappoint yourself stand by yourself first but yeah I feel that well here's a thought that I want to maybe end this topic wrap on us out said that I've been thinking about a lot because it's something that initially seems like such a simple question and it's something that I'm like I haven't fully been able to answer this and I've been sitting with this for months now But if you are to ask yourself, who are you? Like, who is Sydney? Who is Chloe? Who is Haley? You can't say, oh, I'm this acupuncturist or I'm a daughter or I'm a, like, you have to pull away all those layers and pull away all these like identifying factors, but be like at my core, like once this meat suit is gone, who am I? And I don't know. It's something that's been like blowing my mind, I guess, trying to figure out like the meaning of life or something I don't know but um that's a good role some something to think about is who are you and also it's interesting to go oh this is I put a lot of weight in this part of my identity or oh I don't carry much weight in this version of my identity so some interesting for you and the last thought that I'll share with that too is that that can also change Totally. And yeah, it doesn't have to the be the weight that you put into, you know, one part of your your identity can change over time. And that is so normal and natural. And again, I finding yourself and being authentic to yourself, I think, is just a constant, constant process. Totally. But so worth it. It's always I would hope it's always changing, you know, like I hope it doesn't remain the same and that versions of yourself you're constantly shedding and building new ones like a butterfly hooray yes all right metamorphosis should we wrap up Haley? thank you so much anything any last words anything you want to promote anything you want to drop to the audience before you go (laughs) i'm sure you'll be back we have many other topics we could discuss anything you'd like Uh, to say no, I would just like to say that this is a, a fun time and I'm glad that I get to hang out with you guys because I miss you. 
and it's always a pleasure. So, well, thank you so much for being our first ever Woo! guest. Woo! This was awesome. Blessings and blessings to all of you beautiful yeah. beings. Thanks uh-huh. for tuning in to our second episode. What's the podcast and called? Outro music. Oh, oh but wait, in. wait, should we record this? Should we record this? Oh, shoot. Are we record? <laughs> what if I didn't record it? No, I recorded it. Oh okay. Um, yeah. Bye. <laughs>